So God, thank you, thank you, thank you that you have chosen us to sit amongst the angels today and hear what thus saith the Lord. So God, speak to our hearts, speak to our minds, speak to our spirits, convict us tonight so that we may change, so that we may change. God, we thank you and we lift your holy name and the people of God said amen and amen. You may be seated. Blessings, blessings. So today, um, I got to tell y'all a story. Well, not a story. I got to, yeah, I'm going to tell you a story. Can I tell you a story? So, oh, that's what I want to do. Before I preach, I need y'all to do me a favor. If the words start getting good to you, don't be scared to say, amen. Preach, Reverend. Y'all help me preach better. <laughs> um, don't be scared to stand up and be like, give up. Do all of that, because that, that will help push the oil out of me. Not that your applause is what I'm looking for, but it's good to know that, y'all, it's just us. It's just us, family. Even in the chat, be like, put the hand claps in there. I don't care if they're chocolate, light skin, or yellow. Put them all in there. Put, all, put the whole rainbow in there. What's wrong with me, Antoine? Why can't I be normal, man? So I got to tell you this story. So in... <laughs> She's going to be mad. In my relationships, <laughs> I have, like, how many, of y'all, how many of y'all know communication is so important? It's so important. <laughs> it's so important. And when you don't communicate, there is room for interpretation, and then there's room for you to be upset with the other person, right? There is a phrase that I'm finding out that is so complicated, and it's, it's very lethal. It's a phrase that draws people apart. It's a phrase that makes you one person angry and the next person angry, and one person just doesn't even realize they're making them angry. Y'all know what the phrase is? Babe, babe, what you want to eat today? <laughs> you hungry? <laughs> hey, he said it's a trap. Babe, you hungry? Yeah. What you want to eat? Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to eat. <laughs> so, like, whatever, you good for whatever? Yeah. And you just sitting up there, you're like, yeah, yeah, sounds great. You'd be like, man, I'm about to roll these dice. How about Burger King? Nah. <laughs> all right, well. All right, all right, babe. What, what, what if we went to, um, what if we went to Olive Garden? I'm not really in the mood for that bread. Wait, well, yo, <laughs> you just told me that you were good or whatever. You, you said you was hungry. I said, you hungry? You said, yeah. I said, okay, you down for whatever? I'm down for whatever. And you are shooting down all the whatevers I have given you. <laughs> and you end up spending 20 to 30 minutes arguing about where are we going to eat. Your hunger has become so strong that you're no longer hungry, you're hangry. And you're like, yo, <laughs> where are we going? I don't know. I told you to choose. I gave you a choice, bro. What you talking about? Man. Communication. <laughs> it's the cornerstone of argument. <laughs> and what I found out is that, like, we so hungry. And you're, it's really not even the hunger. It's almost a part of what are we doing? What, what is the next thing we're doing? Are we going out to eat? Are we going here? Like, what are we doing? You know, what's, 
What's the move? What's the move? Somebody say, what's the move? What's the move? And I want to preach about what's the move. What's the move? Because a lot of us are acting just like the children of Israel. (laughs) What's the move? What's the move? And the, the, the question, you know, like, hey, you know, what we eating? There's worse questions than that. It's like, what's your plans? Anybody ever been hit with what's your plans? Yeah, how many of y'all just graduated college or, hey, what's your plans? You know what my plans is? To take a nap in the middle of the day. <laughs> That's my plan. You know what my plan is? To not stress about turning in an assignment at 1159. That's my next move. Can I get, yeah, come on, yeah. You feel the anointing. Because the, don't ask me about what my next plan is. I just went through what I went through. Why am I asking about what? Don't ask me about what I'm going through next. Don't ask me about, yo, you just did this. What's, what's the next move? What's the next move? You know what comes with the phrase, the next move? Pressure. <laughs> I, yo, I swear you, I'm not in the middle of a series. I know I keep talking about the pressure to prove it, but I keep coming back to this pressure thing. It must be something that we must be going through as a body. Like, we must be going through some pressure because the, the phrase of what's the move, what's next, what's your plans, it brings a level of pressure that a lot of us sometimes put on ourselves to prove to other people that we can do the move that we said we was going to do. Yeah. yeah, I can do that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to grad school. No, you don't even want to go to grad school. You're doing it to please somebody else. A lot of us are, are, are stressing ourselves out because our parents said, well, what's the move? Or after high school, you going to go to college? You're going to do this? When in reality, we could really be honest with them and be like, I'm going to try it. But like, if it's not for me, I want to try something else. Because at the end of the day is, I'm the one who's going to class. <laughs> I just want to be transparent. And I know parents are watching me and all that stuff, and and some of y'all are in here. I just want to be real. College is not what it used to be back in the day. (laughs) You didn't have to Zoom your teacher all day, every day. (laughs) You didn't have to go on a sauna and turn in your— You ain't never heard of Blackboard. (laughs) You ain't never heard of Blackboard. You had a Blackboard in your schoolroom, but you ain't never heard of Blackboard the sister. Can I get an amen? So— when people ask us, what's the plan, it often makes us think, like, what's the plan for my life? What's the plan for my life? And isn't that the question that we've been asking God? What's the plan for my life? What do you want me to do on this earth? Because some of us have been in low moments where what's the move has turned us into somebody who doesn't even want to be on earth anymore because we have no answer for what's the move. What's the next move? What's the next business plan? What's the next, next this? What's the next that? And the reality is that you necessarily don't have to have a next move. And I want to, tonight, God gave me this word because I think some of us are stressing out so much about what's the move? What's next? What should I be doing next? You know, even when we get ready to go out, even when we get ready to go out, so say we just sitting at the home chilling, and we want to do something, we ask our friends, what's the move? Because we're so tired of sitting in a place of no movement. So we get antsy to go do something, and then we go do it, and we'll be like, I could stay at home 
for all of this. I could have saved $20. I could have I saved all. I could have been in my jammies. Somebody say jammies because we all got some, men and women. Could have been my house shoes. Matter of fact, I could be watching the whole season of WandaVision right now. I could be, I could be finishing the whole thing. Wait for Winter Soldier to come out. Yes, I'm a nerd. Talk about me later. What's the move? The, that, that question sometimes comes out of irritation of stagnation. We don't want to be still. <laughs> we want to move. We want to shift. We want to do all these things. And a lot of our moves aren't even moves <laughs> for us. There's sometimes moves to impress other people. And we end up being, I hate to say it like this, we end up being the show monkey or the show pony for other people, and they're really not even stunting us. They're really not even stunting us. So we are exhausting ourselves to prove something to people who may not even know we exist, like some of our followers. Like, we're trying to prove to people that we belong in this position or our move is so significant. We're making moves, but same, sometimes, is God telling you to be still? So what's the move? Somebody say, what's the move? What I found out is that we are kind of obsessed with our future. <laughs> we're really, oh, yeah, we, we're kind of obsessed with our future, and it's usually driven by other people. What's next? What's the plan? Bro, I'm trying to find out what I'm doing in this moment. Right. I'm trying to survive this moment. How can I possibly fathom what the next move is? Y'all with me? What's the move? My question is, is the move you're trying to make moving you outside of the will of God? <laughs> is the move you're trying to make moving you outside of the move of God? Better yet, is the move you're trying to make moving you outside of the will of God because you haven't gotten the answer from God yet? <laughs> Are we moving prematurely without the consultation of the person who will move us? We have not consulted God about half the stuff that we're trying to do. Because a lot of our stuff is driven by our circumstance. Ooh. A lot of our stuff is driven by our circumstance, not about pleasing God or, or, or seeing what God says. Because actually moving with God takes a lot of faith. Moving with what God says to, for you to do takes a lot of faith because culture says that we should move, we should be ambitious, and there's nothing wrong with ambition. But is your ambition for you or is it to do something that is so much bigger than you? How many of us want to do stuff that's bigger than us? Yeah, we want these things, but are we willing to do what those things take? You know what big things Man, when, when we were doing, when we were trying to figure out New Life YA, we didn't just start it. We didn't say, hey, we're going to buy all this equipment. We packed up the equipment in the old room in our very stable church van. <laughs> we drove it down there, believing that God would elevate us each step of the way. Each step of the way. God, we're going to start here. Man. I'm getting chills thinking about it. We're going to start here in this room, God, this baby room where we can put half of our equipment on this bench right here, and we got like five chairs. And literally, I remember I was preaching to the worship team for about four weeks. Am I lying? <laughs> I was preaching to the worship team, and I was preaching to the point where I was like, yeah, 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 it's going to get bigger, and it's going to get better. It's going to get bigger, and it's going to get better. And by the time I could even turn my head, we were in a whole other room. <laughs> 
We were in a whole new, yeah, yeah. Because faithfulness, faithfulness. I wasn't asking what's the move, God, because I may have missed the moment. Worrying about the move, I may be missing the moment. Y'all with me? The moment is so important because a lot of times we romanticize the future. We romanticize the past too. We romanticize the past. Can I prove it to you? So I want to hop into this text. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting off on tangent, but I want, to, I want to hop into this text because we are being shown what it looks like when people ask, what's the move? So we're in Exodus 16, and I, I, want to, I got to take us back because text without context means nothing, right? So what we're looking at is the children of Israel. And the children of Israel, they were taken out of such a heart. Y'all, they were slaves. They were slaves to Pharaoh and Egypt. And what happened was they were, they, you know, they were praying, saying, God, we want to be free. And you know what God did? He sent Moses. And Moses came and freed them by the power of God. God said to him, uh, sin, go get my people. And Moses came in with that, with that great phrase, let my people go. That's where that happened. And it created a mass movement. And that's where we get the word exodus from. Mass exodus, that's where we get this from. Because exodus is when they were all leaving. The slaves were leaving. He had freed them. So God had freed them from all of this. And in chapter 13, God promised them while they were traveling into the wilderness and they were traveling to the promised land, He told them, and the Bible says that He would be a cloud by day and a fire and a pillar of fire by night. And what that means is that He would cover them in the middle of a wilderness. He would provide light to them at night. He would provide a covering. Do y'all remember when I preached about clouds and what the reason why it's cold outside at night? When it's, when it's, it's coldest outside at night, that means there's no clouds in the air. But when there's clouds in the air, that's when it's warm at night. We'd be like, Lord Jesus, I got to take this hoodie off that I came out here with. So the reason why he was saying, I will be a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night was to show him that I am going to sustain you while you travel to the promised land, while you travel to the next move. Somebody say the next move. And in chapter 14, chapter 14, he had showed them his power. And this is what I love about God. He was with them while they were in Egypt. He was with them when Moses came and got them. And he was with them while he was the cloud by day. And this right here is the part that we all know. And if you don't know, I'm about to paraphrase it to you. Pharaoh was upset. So when you're upset, you've lost the people who were making your work easy. You lost your slaves, lost your workers. That makes you upset. And you'd had all these plagues happen and all this stuff. And you know what he did? He sent the Bible says his chosen chariots, people who were highly skilled to kill, still destroy. He sent his best people to go kill these Israelites, to go kill Moses, to go, and even if I can bring some of them back so I can enslave them. And so he sent his best people out after the children of Israel. And you know what God did? He provided for them. They were saying, they were saying, God, God, they're after us, they're after us. You know what God did? He said, Moses, stretch out your hand. And Moses stretched out his hand, and you know what happened? The sea began to part and turn into a highway, and they were able to walk through this miracle. <laughs> we often miss the miracle in the moon. <laughs> we miss it. It's a miracle. The sea was too deep for them to walk through overfoot. He had to split it so they could walk through it and walk through 
safely. They walked through the Red Sea safely. And while they were walking through it, the chariots are coming. And, the, and until they got, the, until everybody from the children of Israel got through safe, you know what God did? He said, I'm going to take care of your enemies. And he closed the sea and it drowned the chariots. Woo! It drowned the people who were coming to murder them. He took care of them. Somebody said, he took care of me. And in chapter 15, they were traveling through the wilderness of Shur, and they got to um, a place called Mara, and the, and the people were thirsty. They were saying, God, we're thirsty. And the Bible says that the children of Israel said, what shall we drink? And God said, he, get, he shooed a tree to uh, Moses, and Moses went and grabbed the tree and the branches, and he threw it into the water because the, the, the Mara water was very bitter. But when Moses grabbed the tree, that God told him to throw into it, it made the water sweet and he made it drinkable. So they were able to drink for it. And we see that God is providing for them again. Y'all with me? So now after all that, we are finally in our text. And we catch the children of Israel. Can you put that scripture back up? The first scripture, the first scripture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand, in Egypt. If only we would have died when we were slaves. It would be much better to die as a slave than it would be to walk through this wilderness. <laughs> if we were better off as slaves. We were better off as people with no name and no purpose. We were better off as workers. We were better off as a forgotten people. At least there was, at least there was variety. At least, at least there was meat. At least there was this, at least there was that. And you have brought us into this desert to starve and die. So what does that all mean to us? What's the move, God? <laughs> What's the move? Okay, the water was cool. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, Mo sending Moses was cool. I know we were slaves. I know we was getting beaten. I know we was all this stuff. But, but Moses was cool. The cloud by day and all that, that was shiny. That was cool. That was, yeah. The Red Sea, that was neat. But that was cool. But like God, there's a song that he used to sing back in the day. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> so what's the move, God? W what's the move? Translate it. What's the holdup? I promise you I'm going to preach today. <laughs> What's the holdup? Why haven't you done what you said you would do? Why haven't you brought into fruition what I asked? Why, what's the holdup, God? What's the move? What's the move? Because I'm sitting in this place of no movement. Remember before we were, how we were before we went out to the house? So before we went out the house to go out? Yeah, we ain't doing nothing. So what's the move? I want to go do something. Because sitting still is very hard for me to do. <laughs> sitting still. Waiting on you, God, is not the move. What's the hold up? I can't wait on you. We used to be slaves, and kind of, honestly, it was better when we were slaves because at least we knew where our next meal was coming from. Oh, my goodness. I knew my next meal was coming from my captor. I, 
I would rather wait on my next meal from the people who are enslaving me than wait on the God who's providing for me. Y'all with me? Oh, I know, I know it's hitting us in the stomach and it's hitting us in the chest because we have been those people saying, God, what's the move? What's next, homie? Oh, I felt the black in me come out. <laughs> what's next, man? Because in our brokenness, we're not saying, what's next, Father? No, we're saying, what's next? What's the move? God, I know you healed me, but what's the move? God, I know you provided for me in the middle of a pandemic, but what's the move? God, I know you helped me get through school. What's the move? I know you helped me get that apartment. What's the move? God, I know you helped me open that business, but this ain't doing, this ain't enough. What's the next move? I need continual movement. Oh, I feel like preaching, boy. Because we are honestly having a conversation with the person who provided everything you're talking about. But we're so upset by not moving. If it's not moving, it's not nothing. <laughs> Woo! It's not moving, it's not nothing. If it's not making money, it's not nothing. If it's not lucrative, it's not nothing. If I'm not moving, I'm nothing, according to what people said about me. If I'm not making no moves with my life, woo! If I'm not making no moves with my life, I must not be worth anything. So I'm crying out, God, what's the move? What's the move? It's so hard for us to realize that God <laughs> does not answer all the time. The worst thing is, the worst thing it's for God to be quiet. <laughs> How many of y'all have had to deal with God's quietness? Yeah, God's quietness is something. But what I was irritated about, walk with me, what I was irritated about was while I'm dealing with God's silence, they actually got to hear God's voice. Ain't that dumb? They got to hear God. it. The Bible literally said, go to the next verse for me. The Bible literally said, then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. Y'all, it was instant. <laughs> it didn't say four days to pass. It was instant. So you telling me that the children of Israel are complaining and got an instant blessing? And when I complain, it might just be out in the wind. <laughs> Lord, I'm hungry. Here's some bread. I wish the Lord would sprinkle some bread from heaven I just randomly. I'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> this got to be good. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I would be like, God, I need a Corvette because I ain't got no car. Blue, oh my Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> And the deeper I read the word, the more I found out that, because we try to find ourselves in the Bible, like maybe I relate to the children of Israel. And then I found out I don't relate to them at all. They got to see the power of God instantly. Y'all, they were covered by a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. They had people coming to kill them and he split a red sea for them. And when I feel like people coming to kill me, he tells me, trust me. Oh, my goodness. The children of Israel are experiencing something that some of us 
may never experience. May never experience. This shows us that no matter how good folk really got it, we spoil. <laughs> and we're not grateful for anything. We're not grateful for what God really does. Because if we were, we wouldn't be asking God, what's the move? <laughs> what's next, God? This ain't it. How <laughs> I many of us have told God, this ain't it? If it wasn't it, why are you in it? <laughs> if it ain't it, why are you in the middle of it? Because if it wasn't it, you wouldn't be riding in the middle of it. Oh, my goodness, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to try to preach regular today. And many of us, oh, help me, Lord. A lot of the moves that we make because we don't trust God's answer, a lot of the moves are made, oh, an early move, an early move outside of the will of God is evidence of a lack of faith. An early, a premature move outside of the will of God is evidence of a lack of faith. And a lot of us have just been showing how much we have a lack of faith in God because we move without even consulting Him. We move because we're, oh my goodness, we move waiting for Him to say something to us, not realizing we already in what He said to us. It's so easy for this to get lost. And y'all, I'm not preaching about anybody. I'm preaching about me. If I'm preaching about anybody, I'm definitely talking about me. There have been times, my God, this is cool, but like, this kind of hard. <laughs> this is complicated, God. Why is this so complicated? Oh, yeah. How come it was so easy for everybody else? <laughs> everybody else got the loan. Everybody else got this. Everybody else got that. How come I'm struggling? <laughs> the struggle real. Why for me? <laughs> and I often find myself getting in an argument with the advisor and the provider of my blessings. I find myself getting into confrontation. It's like getting in confrontation with the bank lender. <laughs> they the one who got the power to give you the money, and here you is fussing with them. <laughs> I'm fussing with God. Talking about some, why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done that? It's like I'm telling God, why didn't you take me on a date? <laughs> y'all know how y'all be like, we ain't been on a date in forever. <laughs> it's date night. <laughs> Fellas, we be like, yeah, <laughs> it's date night. And we're saying, God, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? Oh, I don't know. I woke you up. <laughs> God, what have you done for me? Oh, I don't know. I didn't allow you to get COVID-19 during a global pandemic. I don't know. <laughs> God, what have you done for me lately? I kept you from all hurt, harm, and danger that you were unaware of. It's cool to, to accept God's love. It's cool to be aware, like, yeah, God saved me for that. But what about the stuff you don't even know about? Yeah, what about that? What about the stuff you don't even know was on its way to kill you? And God said, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened to all of that? I could not imagine what was actually, forget the chariots. What about all the stuff out in the, what about dying of thirst? What about dying of, like, Insane, like, oh, I got all these morale. You're in a wilderness, but God is breaking his back. No, God is opening up his blessings to make sure you don't dehydrate. 
And here we are talking about some, what's the move? What's the move, God? This is all cute. (laughs) But what's the move? Can I provoke a question to y'all tonight? Can I provoke the thought that we may miss the moment by looking for the next move? We may miss the moment by looking for the next move. We are so thirsty for the next move. We're so thirsty for our futures, and we are missing the moment that we in. Y'all, it was crazy to me to realize that. Let me break down what actually happened when God split the Red Sea. Okay, the future was across the sea. The present was walking through the sea, and the past was behind them chasing to come and get them and kill them. What they did not even appreciate or realize, first of all, you were walking through a miracle because I ain't never seen nobody who split a sea right down the middle, and you can walk safely through it and be okay and not be drowned. So in their present, they were protected. In their past, behind them, they were protected. The chariots didn't even reach them. They were swifted by the water, and they were provided for in their future because they walked across it. They got there safely. (laughs) They got there safely. It wasn't like they got caught by a stray fish. Fish wasn't slapping them in the face. (laughs) They walked across on dry land in the middle of a sea, but they they missed the moment. (laughs) They missed the moment worrying about, when we getting across? They missed the moment. (laughs) They missed the moment. And I want to know how many of us are missing the moment because we're so focused on the next move. (laughs) We're so focused on what God, what's next, God? What's next? Show me what the next move is. Because we're so lost in the sauce. We have allowed culture to tell us that our future is, we need to be ambitious about our future. We need to do all this. We need to do all that. But the Bible says in Matthew that if he provides for the lily, if he clothes the lily, and if he feeds the birds of the air, how much more does he love you? So if we know that, why are we freaking out about the future saying, I don't know what I want to do? Worry about the moment you're in right now. The moment I'm in right now is that I am finding out who I am in this season. Y'all, I talk about seasons so much because it's so important to break down life into seasons because when you break it down into seasons, you understand it better. When it's cold outside, you understand why it's cold outside because it's a season. When it's hot outside, you understand that it's hot outside because it's the season. So if we understand that in hard seasons it's hard, we know it's hard because it's a hard season. Y'all get me? We understand it. So when we understand something, we can go through something easier. They understood that God split the Red Sea. So it was like, oh, we're going to be good walking through. What are we missing in this season of life? Because we're too focused on what's the next move. Somebody say, what's the move? What's the move? What's the move? God, I need something new. I, I, I know you did it. I, I know you did it back then. I know you did it this way and that way. But God, what's the move? What's the move? <laughs> I wrote this down. I was like, I thank God for some of the things he did not give me when I asked for them. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so happy that he didn't give me what I asked for. <laughs> because I would be looking stupid because I wanted something that I wasn't even prepared for. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, Lord, help me break this down in such a way that it is palatable. 
we are asking for things that we won't even prepare for. <laughs> Woo, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We are asking for all of this stuff, and we asking for more. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, Lord, have mercy. We want to make six figures with a three-figure attitude and work ethic. <laughs> Ooh, my, 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 my. Because we're so look we looking at everybody else's move worried about, and not worrying about our own move. You're not even good with three figures. What you going to do with, with six? If you're a fool with no money, you're definitely going to be a fool with money. Some of us, uh, I'm just going to make a joke about it. Soon as that stimulus check come in, we acting up. <laughs> We're going to be like, I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. <laughs> oh, y'all didn't know church could be relevant? I'm going to sing some rap songs. We're going to act real different. A money, a fool with money is still a fool. <laughs> we want all these things, and we don't have the work ethic to go with it. <laughs> what do I mean? We want God to split our Red Sea, but we don't got the faith to believe He can do it. So we'll move prematurely, trying to move all this stuff and put all these barriers. We'll get all the floaties to try to split our Red Sea when God can just be like, stretch your hand out. We working extra hard for what God can give an instruction to the creation to split in a minute. But we're working hard. We're working. Well, we working double time for this stuff. We are working double time like we slaves in Egypt. We acting just like the Israelites. We just, what's the move, God? And when God doesn't give us our, the desires of our hearts, actually, when God doesn't give us the desires of our flesh, we often think back like, man, it was good before I met Jesus. <laughs> Woo! I know I was hurt and I know I was depressed, but at least I got an answer. <laughs> be careful who's answering you. <laughs> it might not be Jesus. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I know it ain't Jesus. You talking to the wrong one. <laughs> And what's, what's so, just what's so disgusting about, about the devil is that when he answers, there's something attached to it. There's, there's something you're going to have to pay when he give it to you. But when God gives it to you, it's, it's no strings attached. You know all he wants is the glory. Give the glory back to God. Be like, God, I thank you for everything that you're doing. You know how we, I say it every week, thank you for what you're doing and how you're doing it. It's so important to be okay with how he's doing it in your life. I, I, man, I remember I used to be like, God, like I want, I, I, I want to do this, but I don't, I don't like how, how it's happening. How many of us have complained how God is doing it in our lives? <laughs> we want, we want, um, let, me, let, me talk to, to, let me talk to a few people today. Can I talk to a few people today? Some of us who want to start businesses, however the business is, we often don't appreciate the season that we're in while we're still an employee. What does that mean? I'm learning how to do the job so I can teach others how to do the job. So when I am a manager, because here's what people don't get. When you become a manager, you a manager. <laughs> you got to deal with everybody's call-offs. You got to deal with everybody's attitude, everybody's baby. Yeah, everybody. It co what, what they say, it costs to be the boss. It ain't cute to be the boss all the time. 
But because we romanticize the future and we say, I want to be that person, I want to be the head, you better be careful what you ask for in the wrong season. (laughs) Because in the season where you're meant to be the servant, you'll miss the whole moment of what you learn. Because when you learn how, all leaders are good followers. Please hear me when I say that. All leaders, all good leaders are good followers. The reason I'm a good leader here is because I'm following an awesome leader. Pastor Dave, oh man, that's my lead pastor, okay? That's the reason why I'm able to lead the way that I'm able to lead. And a lot of us, <laughs> woo, help me Holy Ghost, because I feel it in here. A lot of us really don't want to follow because we think we're such good leaders. We read all the books, we watch all the stuff, and we think we got it all together, and we really don't. <laughs> you all know how I know we ain't got it together? Because we can't follow. We can't follow. And I'm not saying follow all leaders because all leaders ain't good. And the reason they're not good is because they didn't have a good example before them. So they're just actually imitating what they had before them, what was modeled before them. Why do y'all think we, imi- we, model, we end up doing some of the stuff that our parents did because they modeled it for us? It's not that we're making mistakes. We're actually doing what we saw. <laughs> we're doing what we saw. We're imitating what we saw. So don't be mad at your leaders who are bad. You know what you should do for them? Pray for them. <laughs> I pray that a, that a real leader comes into your circle and they give you sound wisdom. Because whatever you're hearing right now is not sound wisdom. So I'm praying that a leader just comes in out of nowhere. I'm praying that that comes in. Can, can we pray for our leaders real quick? Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every leader who is not being led. I pray for every leader who is struggling, trying to find someone to give them sound wisdom. God, I ask you right now in the name of Jesus to send those who have wisdom beyond their years to give to those people because no leader should be led astray. We want them to be leading because somebody is behind them watching them. So we want to put them right on the, on the best track. So God, send a leader, a, a spirit-filled leader to them to give them sound wisdom. And it is so in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, it ain't meant for us to be mad at our bosses and cuss our bosses out. We should start praying for them. Because when you don't appreciate where you're at right now, what's the move? (laughs) Where's my next job, homie? I don't like this one. And you may be missing the moment that God was trying to teach you. You ever been in in a job, you're like, this job is trash. (laughs) Come on, keep, put it in the chat. This job is trash. (laughs) Some of us have been in jobs that are trash. Why were they trash, though? Let's take a minute. Why were they trash? Did I feel like I was overqualified to be in that job? Which begs the question, what makes you think you're overqualified? So was I overqualified? Did something happen at that job? Were the people phony? What I have found out that is, Wherever we are in a season, God intended us to be there. And while I'm worrying about the next move, I'm missing the moment. And what moment am I missing? The moment of impact. Impression versus impact. Impression versus impact. Impression versus impact. I was impressionable at that job. Everybody liked me. Did I impact anybody there? How can you measure your level of impact at a job? When people are coming to you just to chill, just to talk, you're like, hey, what's up, home? Hey, man, how you doing? Something about you, you're just different. 
eh, I'm just chilling. <laughs> and that is the moment where you realize the moment while you're there. <laughs> There's nothing better than realizing the moment while you're in the place that you're in. <laughs> I found out that I was in the right place at a job when I was able to minister to somebody. <laughs> I know that may seem real churchy, but maybe it's time we got more churchy because everybody is in any and everything and they have no substance and they listen to people who have no substance and they end up crying in the middle of the night saying, what must I do? What am I supposed to be doing? So maybe we should be like, ministering to people that we work with. Because we know the truth, right? So if, the, if we know the truth and they're bound, the Bible says that the truth sets us free. So why ain't we setting people free? Let that sit in you for a minute. I ask God to convict us tonight, right? I, I, I want him to do something inside of us because we are so worried about what's next. We are missing what's now. And so, oh, somebody's life may be at stake right now. And we're too worried about the next move. We're too worried about the next, the next promotion. We're too worried about the next business. We're too worried about this. We're too worried about that. And God may be trying to get us to save somebody's life who was thinking about ending it. Ah, oh, I feel that so strong. We are missing the monumental moment that God has put us in this place for worrying about ourselves, worrying about the next move because we feel like this is not doing anything for us. When in reality, can I tell you what God was doing? He was sustaining the children of Israel. They wanted to be food. Give us food, give us meat, give us all the stuff that Egypt was giving us. Give us all that stuff. God didn't want them to be fool. He wanted to sustain them. What happens when you get fool? You get lazy. <laughs> When you get food, y'all, look at their journey. They had to walk in the wilderness. So if I make you fool, you won't be able to fulfill. Y'all with me? Yeah. If I make you fool, you won't be able to sustain the heat of the desert. You won't be able to sustain what's to come. So God is sustaining you through this season. He's going to bring you to the promised land, but he's going to sustain you for right now. So he can't fill you with all the stuff you actually, you feel like you need him to fill you with. God, I need more money. I need more money. No, I'm going to keep you to the point where you are making just enough to be sustained. <laughs> Woo, I want to preach so bad. <laughs> I do. But the point is, some of us ask the wrong question. What's the move, God? What's next? What's next? What's next, God? What's next? What, what, what are we doing next? Because this, this is not doing anything for me. This ain't doing enough for me, God. What's next? You know what God says? When you say this is the move, what, what, what's the move? You know what he says? This is the move. <laughs> you in the move. You in the move already. No, God, what do you mean I'm in the move? You in the move right now. They were in the middle of a move, Paige. They were crossing a whole sea. That's in the middle of a move. <laughs> he poured out bread from heaven. That's a move. <laughs> yeah, we, we are so lost. Like, get us to the promised land. You in the move. What's the move, God? When am I, when's my next big paycheck coming? The fact that you got a paycheck right now, that's the move. <laughs> that's the move. God, God, what are you going to do in this season? I'm doing it right now. I'm sustaining you. That's the move. 
That's the move. You in the move, man. You in the move, daughter. You in the move. You in the move. Stop worrying about what I'm going to do for you next. Worry about what I'm doing for you now. You don't need to know what's ahead of you. You just need to know what's, in, what's going on right in this moment because we are missing the moment. I can't say that enough. The Spirit is telling me, keep saying that we're missing the moment. We're missing the moment, worrying about the future, saying, God, what's the move? What's the hold up? And God is telling us, you're standing in the move because the move right now is that you're sustained through it. You may be hurting, but I'm sustaining you through it. You may be wondering, where are you, God? And he's saying, I'm here in the desert, in the wilderness. I'm sustaining you. I'm sustaining you. I'm sustaining you. You'll never be hungry because I'm sustaining you. You'll never be thirsty because I'm sustaining you. Man, I feel the presence. I'm sustaining you in the middle of that relationship. I'm sustaining you in the middle of that business. I'm sustaining you in the middle of that schooling. I'm sustaining you. You may feel like you're lacking, but I promise you, I'm sustaining you. I'm sustaining you. What's the move? This is the move. This is the move you in right now. I don't know who I'm talking to, but stop focusing on what's to come and focus on what's going on right now. Because if you focus on that, you're going to miss the move that you're in right now. Somebody say, this is the move. This is the move. Say it to you, believe it. This is the move. This is the move. Matter of fact, stand up on your feet. Start giving God a hand clap because you're in the move. I'm in the move. I'm in the move. I'm in the move. What does it mean that I'm in the move? I'm in the middle of something that don't even make sense to me. I'm in the, y'all, I'm in the middle of something that it don't make sense to me. That water that was once flat is now two different sides. That don't make sense to me, but I'm in the move. It don't make sense to me that all this stuff is going on. It don't make sense to me that bread is falling from heaven, but I'm in the move. It don't make sense to me. But since I'm in it, I might as well be present in the moment. I don't want to miss this. I don't want to be like the children of Israel and forget everything that God did for me. He brought me out of slavery. Now I'm free. This is the move. This is the move. He covered me with a cloud. This is the move. Oh my gosh, how many of us have forgotten that God is covering us in this season? How many of us have forgot that God is providing for us in this season? We are so worried about, are you going to do it, God? And God's saying, I'm already doing it. I'm already doing it. I've already prepared a place for you. The promised land is coming, but I'm going to sustain you through it. I'm going to sustain you through it. Somebody say sustain. Sustain. This is the move. This is the move. I don't want you to miss this. Take a seat. Take a seat. This is the move. This is the move. I was so confused, mind boggled, perplexed, flabbergasted <laughs> that they had missed so many moves. They missed so many moves, y'all. Oh, Father God, how many moves have we missed? Oh, my God. How many moves of God in our lives have we missed? Worrying about what's the move? What blessings have we forfeited because we were worried 
about the next move? What have we done to ourselves? Just ask yourself, what have I done to myself? How many moves have I missed? How many moments have I missed where God was trying to do something significant in me and through me? God was trying to help me help somebody else live a better story. And here I am, missing the move. God, I understand that you healed my mother from cancer, but God, what's the move? God, I understand that you healed my family's relationships and we all talking now and going to each other's houses for different holidays, but God, what's the move? What's the move? God, I understand you, you, you sustained me when I was trying to figure out if I need to be in school or do something else. You sustained me. I forgot but, 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 because I'm so worried about what's the move, God? He sustained you in the middle of all of it. At Transformation Church, they're singing a song called Sustain that he had written in a hard season when he found out that his son had autism. And it blessed me so because he said that you sustain, you sustain in the middle of it all. And how many of us have forgotten that he sustained us in the middle of it all? Of it all. And I mean all of it. I mean, think back to all of it. And he sustained you through it. Woo, my, 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 my. You was on your way to take your life, but something happened. He sustained you. He said, no, 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 not today. Not today. Never. You were worrying about that bill, whatever that bill is, and he sustained you through it. You were worrying about that relationship. was thinking about breaking up, and he sustained you. Or you went through that relationship, and it ended. And you thought all life was over, but he sustained you. He sustained you. He was protected. He said, you said, God, what's the move? He said, this is the move. This is the move. I'm doing the move in you. I'm doing the move in you. Tonight, I wanted us to stop and turn our attention from God, what's the move? And say, God, This is the move. Somebody say, this is the move. This is the move. What I'm in right now is the move. It's the move. What move is it? It's the move of God being evident in my life. It's the move of his spirit resting on my life. Who, hear me, whoever this is, the move that's happening right now in your life is the fact that he did not forget about you in the wilderness. He led you there, but he didn't forget about you. How many of us are in the wilderness still, still? Yeah, hands raised. How many of us in the wilderness still, still? Yeah, 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 yeah. He did not forget about us. He was just sustaining us. What's the move? This is the move. 
The move is the sustaining. The move is the sustaining. Sustaining me. He sustains me. I hear the Spirit of God saying that. Stop trying to move. Stop trying to move without me. I hear him saying, be still and know that I am who? God. If I'm not still, I'll never know. Oh, if I'm not still, if I don't stop moving prematurely without God, I'll never know. Be still and know that I'm God. Because when you know that I'm God, then you can move. When you know I'm God, and I'm the God of all the universe. I'm the God who will put the idea in your head. I will plant the seed in your head. And then I will allow people to come and water that seed. And then I will give the increase. And that seed will sprout up. That business will sprout up. But it will sprout up when you realize that the move you're in right now is the prepping season. I'm preparing a place for you. I'm preparing you. I'm preparing you. The song says that miracles happen when you move. Not when I move, but when you move. When God moves, that's when the miracles happen. How many of you need a miracle? Come on, come on, come on. How many of you need a miracle? I mean a miracle. You need God to do something in your life. It don't matter if the miracle is small or if the miracle is big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet. Even in your living room, stand up in your feet. Stand up in your house. Go get everybody that's in the house. Tell them, uh-uh, come on. Come on. We need to stand by the laptop real quick because we need a move. We need a move of God real quick. We need a move. We need a move. We need a move. We need a move. And the move we need is this one right here. The move we need right now is this one right here. The move we need right now is this one right here. This move, this move, this move. Somebody say, this move, this move. We need this move right here, right here, right now in the presence of God. We need this move right here. I don't need any other move right now. I need to be still and know that he's God. And the move, the move I need is this one. move I need is this one. Woo! My, 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 my. This is the move. Happen. Miracles 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 happen. When you move, not when I move, when you move, God. Miracles happen when you move, not me, but when you move, not me making moves, but you making moves, Holy Spirit. When you make moves, that's when miracles happen. That's when miracles happen. This is more. This is more. This is more. This is move. Come on, speak it over yourself. This is this is move. This is This is This is this is I feel a move of God in this house. I feel a move of God happening right through that lens. 
better catch this move. Hear me what I say. You better catch this move. You better catch this move of God. Woo! 